I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Queer Talk is a queer podcast that brings you a weekly dose of positive news stories and fabulous interviews. Hello and welcome to our final episode of Queer Talk for 2020. Hi! We're back, coming to you from Mustine's lovely apartment, and throughout this episode, we will be joined by some very familiar voices. We are here on New Year's Eve, waiting for this dreaded 2020 to end, and hopefully wishing for an excellent start to 2021. Cannot wait. This year has been so long. Long! At least with 2021, I know it's not going to just change overnight, but there's hope that by the end of 2021, things will be a bit more normal. Yeah, we just need to keep behaving ourselves, right? We do, and so does the government. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, everyone. Let's just step our pussies up. <laughs> In 2021. Step our pussies up. So in this episode, we wanted to kind of reflect on the year we've had. We started Queer Talk back in February and we wanted to run through kind of our experience, some other people's experiences and kind of refresh you on all of the things that we've discovered together, talked through, I guess as the Queer Talk family. So we wanted to kind of start off with what 2020 looked like for us as a podcast and and look at some of the positive news stories that lifted us up throughout the year. Yeah, I feel like... Okay, I feel like we've been doing this podcast for ages now. I don't know. I can't remember life before the podcast, but it's only... We only started in February, so... Yeah. Yeah. It's not even been a year. So when I say this has been a long year, it's also been like a really long year of doing the podcast. But also when I reflect back on the 18 episodes that we've done so far, I think we've covered a lot. We, we gave ourselves a really wide remit to just do almost anything LGBTQ. So we've covered like the nice stories, the bad stories, the political stories, um, kind of just like the celebrations as well. Always trying to keep it positive as much as possible. Um, and I know we've said previously, like, it's always hard to find just purely positive news stories about LGBT life because a lot of the good stories come from adversity, um, come from progressive change that is happening but you know in the in the context of how laws regulations or just social uh, attitudes have previously been negative so it's been a challenge and it's been really interesting to find these stories um to, to share with the listeners but i do think it's been really important like sticking to that positive while some of the stories like you said have started off to be kind of negative or or, mm. or are a result of something negative it's so good to to start each episode with something that lifts you up and you're like, wow, okay, there is good in the world because this often all gets thrown out the window just to hear the negative about our community. And our community have thrived this year, like mm-hmm. in terms of globally and legislations changing and social attitudes, like we've come we've come a long, long way. So I'm really like grateful for that for this year and for the growth that we've had as a community. Yeah. Um and there's been so many. I mean, we started off with like three positive stories per episode. Now we're on two. Mm. We've covered so much stuff. Yeah, I mean, 
you're right. It's a good thing that we f- primarily focus on the positive news stories and not the kind of uh, negative news stories around homophobia, transphobia, because that could get quite depressing easily, yeah. I guess. But even like some of the stories that we've covered this year, like the genderqueer prince story, you know, the children's book. Yeah. And also the Oreo promo video, the Tinder video that we talked about recently. Uh, some of those kind of really like wholesome things, is it's just... It's nice to focus on that because those things don't usually get the spotlight. Obviously, the news articles exist around it, and that's how we found them, but they don't get the airtime that they also deserve uh, compared to the bigger things. Um, so the, the more legal changes and you know those kind of larger, more serious things. Um, but, yeah, I quite like... Because I'm quite a serious person anyway. <laughs> so it's nice to come to the podcast and talk about something a bit more lighthearted sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've had we've had so many things. Um, I remember one of the first stories we did was looking at Rainbow Railroad, which are a charity that mm. help LGBT people escape oppressive nations and, and find sanctuary in other countries. And like from from episode one and just hearing that story and being like, wow, like these things happen and we, we don't give enough credit. Like I hadn't yeah. heard of Rainbow Railroad before that episode. And I've been, and obviously we followed them and now we've been following their journey and like they've, they've done so much stuff this year and helped so many people. And it's stories like that, that really, like, like we said, just lift us up. And, it, and our, our aim with this is to kind of inform all of you as to the good things that happen. Our, our suffering is often what gets promoted yeah. and all we see. And we're, we're not always suffering. We, we, we live honestly the best lives mm. sometimes and we we do so much for other people in our community and i think that should be that should definitely be noted yeah there's a lot of charities like uh, rainbow railway i think there's another episode where we we're talking about just like us yeah and these charities so many lgbt charities as you know there's mental health ones as you got stonewall you've got uh, akt albert kennedy trust doing a lot of good work for youth homeless as well you have THT um, doing stuff for HIV prevention and um, sexual health. Um, and all these charities are kind of in their own spaces doing great stuff, but because they're consistently doing good, they don't usually get the uh, the news coverage that they deserve. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree. There's, I think there's been a lot of good this year and it's been nice to talk about it. Yeah, and it's interesting to see, especially with charities, to hear the stories come from both sides because a lot of the stuff we read comes from the volunteers that are like, Mm -hmm. wow, this charity changed my life. Not because they helped me, but because I volunteered for them. Mm -hmm. And and having a safe space to go and help and give back to our own community is something really special, right? That's that's exactly the reason you joined Pride in London. Yeah. There's always space to talk about our struggles, our sob stories, our... Uh, negative experiences are coming out. Um, we, as LGBTQ people, we have so much more to offer to the world than just coming out. Um, so, uh, like you say, you know, volunteering for a Pride is something I do, something that brings me joy, and I know that I can help plan a Pride that a lot of people can attend. And that is part of my my personal journey as an LGBT person because I want to give back. Um, and it's not it's completely separate to kind of like my personal life, my own struggles. But that is also, you know, part of my LGBT life that I'm very proud of. There's a lot of volunteers out there who do a lot of good work in the charity sector. And we should continue to celebrate that. Even in the face of COVID, the pandemic, we covered the fact that the Bi Pandas in London raised money, a 20k I think it was, mm-hmm. um, 
as a COVID relief fund for the LGBT community. And that was brilliant. That's just a group of individuals, uh, bisexual individuals who, you know, part of this kind of, I think there was a social group or just, you know, a support group. And they decided, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to raise money for marginalised groups of people and hopefully support queer individuals through a, through a really tough time. And that's great to see. And I'm glad that we were able to talk about that in that episode. Yeah, completely. I think as well, a lot of legislation has changed over this year, which again, if it doesn't happen in the UK, we often miss it. Um, But I know that the first same-sex couples were able to adopt children in Finland. That happened this year. Mm. Um, We also had Instagram and Facebook, whilst it wasn't necessarily legislation, Mm. um, decided to block LGBT conversion therapy services to kind of rule that out uh, steps ahead of our government. So that that was also, like, you know, (laughs) incredibly important and quite inspiring to see social media take take that uh, charge and take the lead in that yeah but instagram still have a way to go when it comes to censoring lgbt individuals uh you know to be against the community guidelines when they're not actually and be more body and sex positive so absolutely um, they've come a long way in some parts but not always yeah every everyone always still has room to grow like (laughs) but but we can we can celebrate the good things they do for now yeah did you hear that instagram you still have room to grow yeah and to all our listeners, you can grow too. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think overall, it's we've had quite a positive year, doom and gloom aside. Yeah, no, there's a lot to celebrate. There's a lot to celebrate this year. Um, well, we recently we talked about the LGBT senators being uh, elected in. Yeah, the amount of queer talent that's we've been seeing on TV and in music. So like the nominations in the Grammys. Um, LGBT content coming up on Netflix as well like and of course the fact that PrEP is finally being rolled out on the NHS in the UK PrEP has been out for years and years and years like I remember when I was watching uh, Looking the American TV show like six years ago and they were talking about PrEP there in America and I was like what I've never heard of this drug and we're finding out a place where NHS PrEP is available it's more accessible for everyone uh, and hopefully it will continue into next year where more clinics are providing it to um, those communities that need it. Absolutely. We've also done all of this alongside the the heightened Black Lives Matter movement, conversion therapy um, being discussed and not yet banned by our government. We've also had... Pandemic, a global pandemic. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah happened. That, that happened, that happened. Yeah. Oh my God, that happened. Yeah, we, we had an entire episode about just maintaining mental health during lockdown. I think we did that when we first moved over to recording remotely. Yeah. A couple of episodes in, we were like, let's just do an episode on Mental Health Awareness Week, but focusing on the lockdown and giving people tips because it was something that we were all learning how to deal with at the time. And, it, you know, we're not there giving tips as experts, we're giving the we're just trying to talk through some certain tips for ourselves as well. Yeah, we're just we're just real people, and and just come into this. <laughs> well, you're, Spencer, you're, you're, not, you're, you're just, not. We're just real people. We're uh, just real people. I mean, you're quite fake, but like I'm a real person. Yes, of course. Um, and bringing these tips and stuff, it's just nice to discuss this because mm. people, it's so uplifting for us to to publish and upload an episode and people come back to us like oh I was thinking about this oh what about this and you've you know you've you've given me someone to talk to throughout the pandemic when I've been so alone at home and it's like wow okay like first of all I'm surprised people are listening to this after like 10 months but also <laughs> like wow it's it's touching people and I and I'm 
And you just want to touch people. I just want to touch you people. You just want to touch everyone. Everyone. All that's, of you. That's probably more me than you. Yeah, that actually is. <laughs> but it's, it is nice because I think something that's got me through this year is music. And this year I've also realised, like, listening to a podcast ha- helps a lot because... Hey, I know I don't live alone. I live with Adam. Um, but it, after a while, you kind of get bored of your own voice and then you also your flatmate's voice. So it was every, every now and again, it was nice when I was doing the dishes to just listen to a podcast yeah. and have a few voices, new voices in the, in the room. Absolutely. Um, and it helped with my sanity, it helped with my mood, <laughs> it helped with my mental health, it, it helped me you know, stop talking to myself. So it's, it's been, like, even the 2020 has been a hard year. It's also been a year where I've learned a lot about myself. Yeah. Um, and also a lot of, a lot of it through the podcast doing the podcast yeah I think we, we've had a lot of growth ourselves like just understanding the people we've interviewed and their stories and mm. more and more things that happen in our community that would never have impacted us before I think we're now becoming aware of so many things and I hope we're making our listeners aware of the same and it, it just it just makes us all more even more open-minded yeah. even more considerate of other people and hopefully brings us together as a community rather than you know turning us against one another which is often the case um i i love that we've also covered some of the most random kind of (laughs) the random stories one of my favorites was um i think the boys were called josh and greg they they hated their day jobs they were like you know fuck this we're done and they started their own sex toy company that was inclusive yeah um and Is that was... when I shared to everyone the fact that I don't have any sex toys and I recently bought butt plugs? Ooh. That was that episode, right? Yeah, I think that <laughs> might have been the episode. Yeah. Um, and and it's just nice to... Because, because like you just said, you didn't have any, like... I think sex toys are a taboo. Yeah. And it's something we should definitely talk about in the future because it seems a bit, like, naughty or, like... Mm. You might shame yourself for having them, or yeah. it might seem like something that's really adult and out there. But actually, it's, really, it's, a, it's a huge industry. Yeah, there's loads of products out there because people want and need different products. Yeah, there's nothing no. shameful about it at all. Not at all. But yeah, the Candid uh, website, I love it. <laughs> I still need to buy more sex toys. Um, but yeah, we've covered some random stuff as well, um, which is what, one of the reasons I like this podcast. I'm doing well, at least doing the podcast um, is that we just get to talk about random stuff. Although I have to say, the Eurovision episode, I don't know Eurovision, so I just... That was a bit straight, of like... Straight over went my head. over my head a little bit. Um, I, my Eurovision knowledge is growing every year. Um, this year was the first year I watched Mellow Fest, which is the Swedish Eurovision. Ooh. So I think like every year I'll become more and more of a Eurovision gay. Yeah. But I think I've missed the boat on becoming a Eurovision nerd. I will firmly stay in my Pokemon corner. <laughs> And I remember not. I I think I remember this because you sang it. Oh no, I sang it. Um, the the gar- amount of times you forced me to sing <laughs> on this podcast is ridiculous. Spencer. We excuse. And me. I've cut out half of them in, the, in editing. <laughs> you brought Miss Mariah Carey <laughs> to to the podcast and Christina Aguilera. Like just wait till I do Beyonce. Oh, hold you, up. <laughs> you you could never. Um, one of my favorite stories was the Gaga Ooh La La. It was like queer Netflix in yeah, Thailand, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, in Taiwan. In Taiwan. Mm. And we were just baffled, right? Like, first of all, it's what incredible that this is happening. But I was like, this is Lady Gaga lyrics. And I was like, Rama, Rama, Rama. And we were singing. We sing so often. And neither of us have good singing voices. We really need to stop. No, my, my singing voice is terrible. I think I should stick to slow, sad songs where people just really talk rather than sing. Yeah. Sam Smith, for example. Ooh. 
I do like Sam Smith songs, and I know you're a number one fan. Their number one fan, honestly. Um, Sam Smith, if you're listening, you can give us a call. Thank yeah, you. and Ryan Gosling, if you're listening, give me a call. <laughs> Ryan Gosling doesn't sing sad songs. I know, but I'm just giving him a shout out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> he sings on La La Land. Oh He's my. a singer, it makes sense. Oh my. Um, we've covered a lot, and I want to keep doing that. Like, I want to keep finding, and hopefully we'll get better at finding these positive news stories into 2021. And I hope there are just more positive news stories out there in general. The LGBT movement in every country is, is always progressing. I know there's a lot of right-wing governments and sentiments that are out there at the moment, but I think someone said it to me before, like, society goes two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. And I like to think 2020 was our one step back so that we can make two more steps forward. Absolutely. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, Spencer. Yes, I've seen. Think about this year, seasons one and two, I guess just 2020 in general. We've actually spoken to a lot of people. A lot Given people. there's a pandemic happening. Yeah. Uh, some people we've met in real life. Most people we've met over Zoom calls. A lot of people that we've talked to. And I've kind of, if it was a normal year, I would have liked to spend more time with everyone. Yeah. Like, come on. My idea of like having an interview for a podcast is like, be like, babe, let's sit down for an hour, do the podcast, and then let's go and get sloshed. <laughs> That's what I would normally do. Just go and get drunk with our guests. Yeah. And have a great time. But we couldn't do that. But along the way, we've had a lot of interesting conversations, and I think a lot of varied conversations. I just want to know who stands out for you. Pick your favourite. Oh, my favourite? Not your favourite. I'm sorry, not your favourite. Just um... I'm very good at picking favourites, but <laughs> I've honestly, I've just loved so many. I think based on some of the people we've we've had interviews with and we've kind of followed their journey and we've continued to support them on socials, but some some people I've really, really got close to personally after mm. the podcast. So Paula was one of the standouts for me. The experiences she's had and the stuff she's been through, yeah. especially during the AIDS crisis, she really opened my eyes to be like, wow, like this woman is incredible and like people in our community actually go through so much stuff and, yeah. and don't often get the chance to talk about it. So she was one and me and Paula are like best friends now. She She's constantly sending us voice yeah. notes and videos and stuff and she, she just... Just her episode, I, I remember us just being gobsmacked hearing it because with the AIDS crisis especially, we we know, or I at least I know from more like a theoretical point of view, an entire generation of men and women were wiped out, mostly gay men, and that's why you and I don't have many role models because actually a lot of gay and bisexual men 
um, passed away because of the AIDS crisis. And it's just like, in a, in a theoretical way, I know that that happened. There aren't many people I've spoken to who have lived through that and have given me such a open and honest um, retelling of what happened yeah. as Paula did. Yeah. Um, so even though I knew what happened in that time, listening to Paula in that episode, I was just like, whoa. I, I can't even ask you a question at this point because I'm just listening. I'm just absorbing this. Yeah, just keep Because speaking. this is so much to take in. So Paula actually sent us a little message um, about her favourite part of coming on the podcast and also what she hopes for next year. Um, so let's let's give that a little listen. The best part of Queer Talk for Me 2020 has been the amazing friendship that's developed between the hosts and myself. And I really hope that 2021, I'll be able to join them again for more Tales of the City. Oh my God, I would actually love to have Paula back. Absolutely. I just want to, I kind of just want to live with Paula for like a month or something because I think she'd be an absolute pain in the ass, but also so much fun. She's, she's so chaotic. She brings the the chaotic energy. She's like an older version of Adam and it just, and it just, it just baffles me. I'm like, this, this woman is incredible. She is. And I love that Paula is obsessed with my (laughs) moustache. Like every time we call, she wants to have a checkup on my moustache. When did I last trim it? Like, am I going to do the the pointy um, corners where it swells up? I think she really wants me to have this kind of wacky, um, wacky moustache. She's just Um, jealous that she can't grow your moustache. She'll get her fake one. Yeah, maybe we'll send her one in the post. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Happy New Year, Paula. Here's a moustache. Who did you really love speaking to, Miss Mufsine? Who did I love speaking to? So Gavin, like, despite the fact that Gavin's um, mic kept scratching his jumper when we did the recording mm-hmm. and the internet connection was bad, we managed to, like, have a good conversation. And this was the last episode of season one, episode 10. To be honest, for me, it was more like, wow, I'm 20-something, <laughs> 20, 20 late, um, and he's 20 early, uh, and he's just doing so much. Yeah. And I think it was a bit of an eye-opener for me to be like, okay, wow, this person, he's doing black and queer events at his university. He's raising funds during COVID times as well for black youth. And he's also um, just like, just an amazing guy. Now doing illustrations on Instagram as well. Also being part of campaigns. I'm like, I think he's 23 or 24. Uh, just gobsmacked that people that young are doing so much. Because when I was that age, I don't think I was doing all that stuff. I was still trying to figure out what it's like to be gay and out and how am I going to come out? Because I came out when I was 25, I think. Mm-hmm. So that takes up so much of your headspace. And it shows like when LGBT people aren't burdened by all, all the prejudice that the communities put on us and families put on us, we can be so amazing and we can unlock so much potential. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Gavin kind of, that was kind of like my takeaway when I had my interview with Gavin what Gavin does brings more people together. I went to one of his panels mm. at SOAS with uh, Josh Rivers and Darkwa and a few other people. And it was just like, wow. Like, I, just absorbing, like you, like you did with Paula, just absorbing mm. these other cultures and lifestyles and, and experiences. It's like, wow, okay. Yeah. Like, and again, it just opens your eyes the same way. I think every one of our guests has done this in some way, shape or form. It's just made us go like, there's always like a wow moment where we're like, shit, mm. like, okay, you know, we need to do this or I'm going to think about this or we need to hear more of this. And yeah. 
I think as a result, like our brains are in overload now because we're just like, wow. <laughs> I have no other word to describe it. It's just like, wow. Like these, these are people, you know, we've spoken to some people. I remember Stephen mentioned that like knowing just seeing us on socials and seeing our ages yeah. he never would have spoke to us in real life yeah and never would have connected with us and that episode was so kind of deep and personal and like we really really connected this intergenerational conversation needs to happen Stephen isn't that much older than us but he's been through so many different yeah. things and i think and not connecting the dots. society's attitude towards lgbt people move so quickly that you don't have to be that much older than, say, you and I to have such different experiences. Like, you and I have different experiences. Yeah. And that's part of it's cultural, but also part of it's age. Yeah, you're a lot older. I'm only a little bit older. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, in the last five, six years, things have changed for LGBT people, at least in the UK. And yeah. probably in other countries at different rates. Yeah. Um, like, when I was younger, I don't think we were using words like non-binary. We were probably using words like androgynous. Uh, I don't think the trans movement had had so much um, like uh, airtime as well, which is great that it does now. So I just think like w- the landscape keeps changing, and just keep we have it's our job as kind of LGBT people who are trying to make change to make sure that 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 um, shift in the landscape is moving towards a progressive uh, space. Yeah, and I th- yeah, like when you say when you talk about going to Gavin's event, like that's kind of what I had the similar feelings I had when I went to the Childline event in February. Yeah. And that was when I was on a panel show with uh, Steph. Yeah. And that's when I first met Steph in, like, in real life when you were allowed to do that. And it was just us and loads of um, care workers asking us questions about what it's like to be gay and trans because these are care workers who work with children um, and they wanted to have a better insight as to how to deal with issues around you know, um, abuse and situations they might be in. Like, and they were asking us questions just about our experiences and I just thought, like, wow, like, listen to Steph's experiences and also sharing mine just makes me realise... like as LGBT people, we have so much to offer to the wider wider population because our, our experience, our life experience is so invaluable and we should continue to share that uh, to help younger LGBT people. So one of, one of the things um, that I really appreciate about our interviews is that not only do we kind of sit down and unravel some really like deep and sensitive topics, we're able to just kind of have a laugh with these people as well, like kick back, you know, just... Chat shit, essentially. Because, Spencer, you're a real person, right? Because I'm a real person. You're a real person. I remember... Or at Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> I remember speaking to Kieran, and the conversation somehow shifted onto video games. And I think one of the changing factors for Kieran in their gender identity and their sexuality was playing video games as, like, female androgynous characters. Mm. So me and Kieran spent, like, a solid 20 minutes discussing how we would look if we were Catwoman <laughs> and, and how we would act and how we would be. And Kieran is desperate to be Catwoman. And I'm like, yes, like, let's, let's make that happen. So I love that these conversations go from, like, really touching, like, a sobbing and, like... Yeah, because Kieran's, Kieran's had a, a year. Yeah, Kieran had been through a lot this year um, on a personal level. And to just sit down and feel really, like, comfortable and secure with one another and just open up about some fun things and... They're still tied into Kieran finding themselves, but to to discuss something like Catwoman and gaming, it was just like wow, okay, like we can literally talk about anything here. There's no rules or restrictions. Yeah, um, I mean, didn't we speak about dinosaurs and sharks for ages with <laughs> Steph, and didn't we talk with Charlotte about how hungover she was? Yeah, 
as, as much as we interview LGBT people, we are all people. Real people. Not everything about our lives is about our sexuality or our gender identity. Yeah. Of course, that's a big part of our lives because that's how we are. We face adversity and, you know, in wide society. But yeah, sometimes we just want to kick back and talk about Catwoman. Absolutely. If you gave me a podcast to talk about superheroes, I would also be here oh my doing that. I could talk about that for ages. I think Kieran actually also dropped us a little message, so we should listen to that yes. now. Hi, Queer Talk. Thank you so much for having me on your show this year. My biggest highlight being part of Queer Talk was being able to connect with people while sharing my truth. I hope that next year we will continue uplifting the community and, of course, see trans rights take front and centre. All the best to you and Happy New Year. Stunning. <laughs> Stunning. Stunning. No, I love Kieran. Um, Kieran does a lot of good work with uh, diversity and inclusion with companies as well. Yeah. So I'm hoping in the new year they do a lot more of that and share a lot of their work. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I hope exactly exactly that trans rights need to take front and centre. Mm. I think we've had a lot of progress, but also the Gender Recognition Act and um, the the High Court's rulings this year have also been quite. Um, anxiety-inducing for trans and non-binary people, yeah. and so we need we just need to keep fighting, keep making noise, keep shouting, and and make that change next year because this year we've come a long way and things are definitely changing. But the people who need to hear us are not paying attention right now, so we need to continue to regroup and to grow and to and to be louder. Yeah, um, and it's not just words. It's I remember in Radam's episode right at the very end they asked us the question of how are we going to be good allies yeah. to the trans and non-binary community. And it's not just about words. It's, it's also, hey, a small action like putting your pronouns in your email signature or into your Twitter or Instagram bio. Like It just shows you, shows the world that you're a trans ally yeah. by doing small things like that. And it doesn't change your life. It doesn't, you know, it just, it's not a huge, it's not going to change the trans movement in such a way that you know, all trans people get all the rights they deserve, but it's it's a it's a way that you can show that you support trans and non-binary people. I don't know about you, but I think having done this now for around eight, I think eighteen episodes. Yeah. Do you still do you still kind of get anxious before recording or? or... No, I'm a natural Spencer. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm such a natural. I I just wing it every time, which I which I kind of do. You do wing it, but every come time. on, like when we started episode yeah. one, yeah. I was so, so nervous. Oh, it didn't help that I was hungover, but I was also just super nervous because I'd never spoken on a podcast before. I'd done two talks and maybe a couple of radio interviews at the beginning of the year uh, off the back of the fact that I, you know, my face was all over the BBC News. And you came to one of those talks and you saw how nervous I was. So to go from that nervous wreck to who I am now this year, I think there's a lot of it comes with like 18 episodes of practice, I guess. <laughs> but... I feel like I've come a long way and I, I, I look back on those early episodes of Queer Talk and I think, wow, like it took so much energy, so much, um, had so many nerves to do the first few recordings and I just feel a lot more of, of a natural now because I've yeah. practiced and a lot of it comes down from practice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I still look at those early episodes and think that is a pilot episode and what Queer Talk is now is what Queer Talk is. Right. And it's taken us a while. It's, it's been a bit of a journey to get here. Absolutely. I think part of the 
growth in our confidence comes from the people we speak to. I remember um, it was quite recent, but one of my favourite episodes has been when we sat down with Dwayne and Cameron. Yeah. Because the whole episode felt like therapy. It just <laughs> it I was so calm and relaxed and just like in awe of them talking about their work and how they cope and the fact that going to therapy is almost crucial and mm. like it's important and yeah the irony of them talking about therapy and then feeling like a therapy yeah uh, session it was it was crazy they have a very good um way of creating a safe space to talk calmly yeah we just we just lost track of time and listening to their voices oh my god cameron's voice (laughs) is just heavenly he's a voice actor so that helps but just heavenly and I, I could just sit and just shut my eyes I think I was a bit tipsy this day I don't I, I normally am when we record and I was just sat there with my eyes shut just like just keep talking were like, you just wow. a bit nervous because Dwayne is going to be there no that would be you Miss Muffsy have you seen Dwayne's photos on Instagram Come <laughs> on, anybody would be nervous talking to him <laughs> no uh, okay. I don't get nervous <laughs> so the boys actually dropped us a little message talking about their highlights of the Queer Talk and, again, what they hope for next year. So I think we should definitely hear from Cameron first. Hey, this is Cameron Bernard-Jones, a.k.a. Brisbane Kofi. My highlight of being a part of Queer Talk was realising the power of storytelling. It is so important that we tell our own stories and to share ourselves with, you know, not only friends and loved ones, but also with strangers. Um, and you never know who can find inspiration out of something that you share? Another highlight related to that was just being in the very safe space that Spencer and Mufsin provided. And it just welcomed me to just open up even more, which has been something that I've been working on as a person for years, I'd say. And that space was just amazing. And it let me know that not only do people that you know know you very well have your back, but also people who you might not have known for a very long time can start to invest in you and assure you that they care and that they're just rooting for you. Ooh, 2021. Well, <laughs> I hope for a lot of things, but I think the major thing that I hope for humanity is just more humanity. And I just want people to be able to be themselves unapologetically and freely, without fear. That is my biggest hope. We've gone through a lot in 2020. A lot of sacrifice, a lot of hurt, a lot of separation. And so I hope it is also a very unifying year. And I hope it is a year that many of us can just enjoy, to simply enjoy and live life. Wow. I'm literally crying. <laughs> crying. Wow. Be- beautiful words. I'm speechless. <laughs> I just don't even know what to say. Well, yeah, he has a great voice. That's for sure. But when, like, again, this, like, telling us, like, mm. people who you've not even known for, for more than five minutes are just rooting for you and make you feel supported and, and encourage mm. you to share your story. Like, that is exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah. Because we don't know the people we speak to that well we we haven't like you said we haven't even met half of them in real life but following their journey and catching up on the podcast and then following their journey afterwards and just seeing them grow and rooting for them that's what this is all about right it all sounds very nurturing 
Yeah, you don't have to be family. Uh, and I say family as in you don't need to know each other very well to support each other. The, the idea of a community is that there is a tether between us that connects us all, and that is you know, our sexual identity, our gender identity. And we have this kind of common common life experience. It doesn't have to be exactly identical. It can be very different, but there is some commonality there which puts us together and means like, hey, if I meet a gay, lesbian, trans, bisexual, intersex asexual aromantic person on the street and i don't know them but i'm i'm instinctively going to be rooting for them yeah you know until until they tell me something that's really bad and <laughs> they're like oh i'm i'm also i'm gay but i'm axe murderer <laughs> i will be rooting for them until that point <laughs> i think it depends who they murdered right yeah, if, if they not. murdered a transphobe i think i'd be able to let it go but maybe oh i don't really believe in capital punishment spencer oh. but okay um <laughs> moving swiftly on. moving on <laughs> But yeah, the the takeaway and what Cameron has so eloquently put together is that we should be rooting for each other, and not and not <laughs> and not just rooting for people's Wait. bodies, right? My scene. I don't root for people's bodies. My favorite. What are you talking about? <laughs> my favorite moment was seeing how shy you went when we spoke to Dwayne, and you were just like, "You've got nice buns, hun." And I just screamed. I was given a compliment. What are you talking about? It was, it was... He... Honestly, his ego went from zero to yeah. a million. I'm just giving people compliments. It's nice to give compliments. Like, if you had a haircut, I wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would. I would say, like, nice haircut. So, with Dwayne, it was more like, nice buns. But he wasn't showing us his buns. I know, but I just wanted him to know that I thought he had <laughs> nice buns. Okay? Okay. Do we have a clip from Dwayne? For me, the highlight of being on Queer Talk was being able to share the space with my creative partner and friend. Meeting Mothine and Spencer was a hoot, but also being able to share my creative self, that felt special. My hope for 2021, putting pride, the clubs and festivals aside, I really do hope we continue to make progress for social change and equality. I really do, because there's still so much work to be done. So heartfelt. Just that. There is so much work to be done. And there probably will never be no work to be done, you know? Yeah, that's quite a, a daunting thing but to say though, isn't it? But I think life is continuous improvement. Life yeah. is... Like, when you talk about self-development, you don't just get there. It's constant. Yeah. You talk about societal change, progressive change, it's constant. And also, as we see with how governments change every you know, four to five years, things can go backwards. So there's there's never enough work to be done. There's always more. Constant. Uh, constant. You're like... You're like <laughs> I'm dreading you're this. To think about it. It's constant, but the, the, um, the weight of the world is not on your shoulders alone. And that's important to remember. Yeah. But we also look forward to the parties and the clubs and the festivals, right? Yeah, of like course. as soon as that can happen again, I am so ready to go and get drunk with all these people. But that's part of the work, Spencer. That's part of the work. We, we do the work so that we can enjoy afterwards. You I know, can't we wait. don't live to work, not work to live. Sure. No, the other way around. <laughs> You've got to work to live and not live to work. You've got to live to work. <laughs> You've got to live, laugh, and laugh. Oh, God. Live, laugh, and love. If you have that on your wall, burn your house down. I might get it ironically. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we honestly, I'm I'm just getting more and more overwhelmed listening to these messages because I feel like we've we have created like a little family here. 
of, of people that are so, so different and a million miles apart. But like you said, we all have that common interest and that common kind of background or start or struggle. Mm. Heavy shit aside and all these deep and tense and incredible moments, we have absolutely cackled along this podcast this year. Some people have been absolutely hilarious and had me in tears. Who who do you who do you think has honestly made us laugh the most? Season two, mm-hmm. Dean and ben. <laughs> I'd say Dean and Ben. They yeah. were they were both very funny interviews to do. So was, I think it was Dean that we did first. Yeah, just talking to him about his um, the the way the podcast is so different to a radio show. You know, mm-hmm. he was so excited to come onto a podcast, and I, I was thinking, like, how are you excited to come onto a podcast? You do a radio show like every day, every, every morning. And then when we went on his radio show, I realised how different it is. So different. We just we were on there for 15 minutes, right? And it was chaotic. It wasn't long, but it was, it was chaotic. It was like, there was loud music. He was shouting into the mic, whereas we just kind of chat to the mic. And it's yeah. just like, you have to bring a different energy yeah. to a radio show, which now I understand why he was so happy to come onto a podcast and like have it more chilled, could swear if he wanted to kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just made it really, really funny. Um, I think my favourite part of that episode was towards the end when he was like, oh, daddy, oh, daddy. <laughs> uh, and also when he just up and left to check his fruit pastels or something. Yeah, he had fruit pastels like in, the middle of, in the middle of an interview. They, they started melting and like he was already, I think he was a little bit late. And me and Mosin were like in a rush to, I think we, we had somewhere else, someone else to speak to afterwards and he was already a little bit late and then the, the ice lolly started melting and he just like threw his headphones at the laptop and was like, oh my God, oh my God. And we were like, is, ev- is everything okay? And he's like, my fruit pastel ice lollies, like they're melting, they're melting. So he threw them in the freezer and he came back and he was like, okay, it's all good now. It's all good. Like we can continue. And we were like, we were just sat there watching this on <laughs> Zoom. Like what, what is happening? Oh my gosh. <laughs> No, do you know, it, we didn't have anyone to talk afterwards. It was more that I was in Portugal at the time. Oh, yeah. And I was in a hotel room with my friend Emma. Oh, yeah. And I locked her out into the balcony because <laughs> I was like, the room needs to be quiet because I'm, I'm recording a podcast, Emma. I don't know if you know I do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, fine. I'll just go in the balcony, call my boyfriend. But because Dean was late and then also the interview lasted longer than I expected, she was out on the balcony for like two hours. Yeah, I mean, she was locked out. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. I was texting her like, I'm so sorry. Is the interview still going? Hello. And absolutely, Ben had us in pieces. Ben, ben read us to filth. To filth, must be. To see. filth. Ben gave us some fashion advice. Yeah. And actually, they weren't trying to read us to filth, but I think they absolutely did. Like, you are still wearing black and white. <laughs> You're wearing a black jumper right now. I made it very Add clear. Add some colour. I made it very clear on that episode that I would absolutely listen to the advice but would probably mm-hmm. ignore it i'm wearing clothes i listen to the advice you are wearing clothes yeah exactly i'm wearing i'm wearing layers i'm you, layering you shouldn't tell our listeners that though they'll stop listening this is true my scene's currently sat here in just a jock strap but ben has now since the um i'm not wearing a jock strap by the way <laughs> he's not wearing underwear uh i no i am <laughs> Um, so I'm trying to, so I'm trying to paint this kind of caricature of me. Oh yeah, I'm painting that. Caricature. I'm actually just a very well dressed, boring old man. That's how I see you. Yeah. But Instagram and Twitter see something very different. I've seen. Okay. Anyway, back to Ben's fashion advice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, not back to Ben's fashion advice, but Ben's book <laughs> that Ben was talking about. Yes. Uh, they have now finished their first draft since we had the episode, right? I believe so. So that's great. Things are moving with the book. 
and hopefully we get to see you next year. Very exciting. So those are probably the funny moments. I think we had quite funny moments throughout, especially when Adam was joining <laughs> us. I think Adam has, dominates. Every, uh, every episode with Adam has had us in bits. <laughs> like the chaotic energy that he brings, we're just sat here like, oh my God. Oh my God, he went there. Okay, he said that. Yep, cool. And he's always like plugging... I think it's funny watching him take over the podcast because he's always like plugging things. He's like, yeah, let us know on socials if you watch yeah. this movie. Oh, let us know if you've listened to this song. And I'm like, babe, no one's going to let us know. <laughs> yeah, Adam, I guess nice that he can come onto the podcast and try plugging the podcast on the podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't try doing that. Like, we know that. People are just here listening, and if they're already listening, they're listening. Yeah. We don't need to plug the podcast on the podcast, but... And at least if it comes from him, we can retain our modesty. Yeah. Our, our humbleness. There is nothing um, humble about us, I've seen. Uh, there is, because I'm wearing a jumper today. Oh, yeah. But I think we've come a long way. Like, 18 episodes. We've... Since the first time you were in this apartment with me, with Claudia, that was our first interview. Mm-hmm. Um and we were all huddled around one mic and we had no idea what we were doing. And we were just grateful that Claudia came on to talk and share her experience. Yeah. And I think she had a good time. And we still chat to her on Instagram and Twitter and keep up to date with what Claudia's up to. And she's dropped us a little message. Cute. Hey, Queer Talk fam. Happy New Year. Uh, well, my highlight of Queer Talk was coming to London to see you guys, really. I thought it was really fun learning about the podcast and it's been a real big success. That and the continued support of the Queer Talk fam has been awesome. And I think for 2021, I just want us to all have uh, a year of abundance. It's the year of the ox, uh, which is meant to be about luck and economic growth for us all so i really hope that us as a community gets that luck because uh, i think we deserve it okay guys have a lovely day bye adorable yeah i think we definitely need some luck and some wealth i um, think do you believe in luck do i believe in luck mm-hmm. yeah I, I guess i do i'm i'm fairly spiritual i believe we make our own luck Mm-hmm. So kind of more of a karmic um, experience in the world. If you put good into the world, you'll get good back. Yeah. So that's what I mean when I say I think we make our own luck. That's why you have really bad luck, huh? I don't think I have bad luck. Oh. Do you think I have bad luck? I just think you put a lot of bad into the world. No, I put a lot of good into the world. Thank you very much. <laughs> Again, trying to paint a, a you know, character assassinate me. The real you. I know the real you must seen. Which is a nice person. Oh yeah, you are a yes, nice thank person. thank you. You kindly hosted me for like, t- it's been 12 days, do you know that? 12 days of Spencer. 12 days of Spenny. Yay! <laughs> and you actually like haven't pulled your hair out yet. I wake up every morning alive. Yes. And I'm really grateful for that. And because I've yet to charge you rent. <laughs> I can't wait for the invoice that I'll kindly pass on to somebody else. <laughs> I'll send it back to you. Um, but you wouldn't be doing a podcast with me if you didn't like me, right? No, I love you, Mufsin. I love you so much. This has been so much fun. This is like our year. This has been our year, despite yeah. you know, what's happened. No, it's been great. We've had an absolute incredible year of speaking to great people. We've managed to pull it off every single time, even yep. though we're not always the best prepared. And it always just works because 
like I said, we're authentic. We just sit. We don't we don't lock people into a box and say like, here's here's what you need to speak about. Mm. It's always you know an open conversation about what they're working on at that time, what they want to share, what they feel is most important to talk about. Yeah. And we play games, we sing songs, we... <laughs> it's like being around a campfire, a queer campfire. And it's it's been so, so nice. I think I've laughed, I've cried, I've been stressed out, I've been overwhelmed by the things people have said. I've And I'm just like, I'm, I'm super grateful for what we've, what we've managed to achieve. Yeah, and we've, we have our highlights of what we enjoyed recording and talking to. It'd be nice if the listeners out there... If you're all connected to us on Instagram or Twitter, just drop us your highlight of 2020. Yes. Tell us like what part of the podcast so far that you enjoy. And hopefully in the future, in 2021, we can incorporate more of that. So Spencer, we're recording this New Year's Eve. We're also going to be releasing this New Year's Eve. What do you hope for tomorrow, for 2021, the beginning of a new year? First of all, I hope tomorrow I don't have a hangover. That is definitely going to happen. Priority number one. I just hope that we are able to continue doing this. I love talking to people and pestering people, as Mm -hmm. you're well aware. I love being able to connect with people from different circles and kind of learn about them, their friends, their circle, who they've met, you know, because it continues. Our bubble just continues to grow and grow and grow. And I just want to, I just want to know every queer person and every person's story if if I, it's going to take a long time but like I can't wait till we're on episode 2057 <laughs> and we're like wow okay you I know? don't think we'll ever get bored because everyone's story is unique right every- it, no one has in my life I, I've met loads of people heard loads of stories I can always draw com- comparisons but everyone's story is unique and I don't think I think we could continue to do this forever absolutely um, but let me ask the question again Spencer uh, what do you hope for 2021 for yourself, not for the podcast? Oh. For you personally? I just want to be in a really good place financially. I want to be settled. I'm hoping to move to my own space. I just, yeah, I want to be settled. I want to continue to produce queer work and meet queer people so that I can continue to understand myself better and mm. grow as a person. And I want to try and be nicer to you next to year. To me, specifically. S- t- yeah. Okay. I'm nice to everyone else already. I know. It's just I've, you. I've seen you be nice to other people. <laughs> I would like some of that. <laughs> um, so you're, you want to be settled. Do you think you'll leave Manchester? Not yet. Move to London? Not Live yet. near me, not, but not with me. With you. <laughs> near me, but not with me. It's, it's with you or not at all, I've seen. Okay. That's the deal. I don't have space in my flat. Um... <laughs> I think next year will be a breakthrough year for you. I hope I, so. Because I, I, I see the work that you've been putting in. Just like, I've only, I've only really known you for just over a year. And I've seen how much you've changed over that. If I look back to who I met back in October or something last year, you've changed a lot. You've like really glowed up. I got messier. You got messier. <laughs> um, but more confident. And like you're doing a lot more stuff for LGBT community on Instagram, you know, on publications as well, like newspapers and stuff, you're doing articles, and it's great to see that. And I, I genuinely think this year is going to be your year to kind of break through and into next year's. So I see that happening for you. Okay. And hopefully you'll get out of your overdraft too. Because oh as an accountant, that really bothers me <laughs> that you're in overdraft when you do so much work. Well, feel free to make a donation, I've seen. No, thank you. Um, okay, 
let's switch this on to you. Oh, no, 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 we don't have to ask me. That's okay. <laughs> no, one, no one needs to know about my year. What, what do you hope for next year? What do I hope for? I, what, I hope for world peace. Mm-hmm. 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 That's it. Oh. What about for you personally? Yeah, well, for me personally, I hope for You just peace. want some peace and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. No, for like on my personal journey, I guess. Next year I turn 30 in April. <laughs> I know, the three zero. And finally, everyone who calls me daddy will be justified. Yeah, and I guess next year is kind of a... For me, it'll be kind of a pivotal point in my in my life where I turn 30. And I know that's not a gay death or anything like that. So nothing silly like that, but... It's, it is a milestone and it's going to be a reflective year, I think, or at least the first half of the year will be. I want to just be in a good place for when I'm 30, like both physically, mentally, both in my career and everything. So I just want to get into a place where I feel like I'm on top of everything. And I know I'll never get to the end of my to-do list. That's impossible. I, I'm not the kind of person who seeks perfection, but I just want to be on top of a few things um, and a few when I turn 30. Uh, only a couple of people, <laughs> if I can, if it's safe. Um, but yeah, for next year, I just want to be, I just want to be more of myself. Yeah, if that makes sense. I just yeah. want to grow into myself a bit more. I'm excited to see this for you, Mufsine. Yeah, I think we should cheers, Mufsine. Should we? Okay, so if you're listening, like, go pour yourself a drink. Um, I'll, I've got my prosecco here. You won't be able to cheers with us over the airwaves because. I don't know how that works, but you can just like put your glass in the air and imagine that we're in the room with you. What are we choosing to? We're choosing to just being more of ourselves in 2021. Cheers to being more of ourselves. And that, everyone, is the end of 2020. Yay! We made it. That's right. We hope that we were able to make this year a little less bleak for you. Do not worry. We're not going anywhere. We will be back next week with another fabulous episode. If you've been following our journey this year, don't forget to let us know you've listened to this episode on the socials. We're on Instagram at queer underscore talk. And on Twitter, we are at queer talk underscore. Until next year. Bye. Adorable, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.